What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, episode 160, whatever we're on. We have a guest, a, a, a second time appearance. Returning guest. Returning Woo. guest. It's <laughs> it's Thuni with four U's, volume two. What is going on, my friend? What's going on, man? How you doing? I am doing swell. Not even great. Swell. Thank you we, for being here. We, we We talked about it before you hit record, but the setup has changed for both of us. I mean, you got... Is that a transformer you got up on the top of the shelf over there? Uh, that's, that... that's my Power Ranger wall all back oh, here. So okay. it's all, all it's right. all themed. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Cool. Yeah, the glow up has happened. I love yeah. your your setup is such a cool, like tight Minnesota. Yeah, base. I I so I've been adapting on how to set it up because um you know it's I, I've probably had in my streaming career now, I think this is my fourth setup, I think. So I, I basically wedged my desk into my new apartment into a mm-hmm. corner and I was like, okay, we're just going to jam everything in this corner. And, and it's kind of like uh, not taking direct inspirations. doesn't look anything like Pat McAfee has, but <laughs> I like how Pat McAfee set up is like cluttered. Yes. But it's but, cool. Yes. It's like organized sports clutter. It, it's it's yeah. like, or, yeah. Organized sports chaos is cool yeah. because like that, like that setup is showing, one that they have a lot of hardware like they've been and done a lot of things Mm -hmm. and then they also have cool stuff too and now the sun is blaring me in the face this all look really bright here (laughs) they they say the smartest people are cluttered and disorganized so there you go um it's it's because we're thinking of other stuff you know what i mean (laughs) exactly your your mind's racing all the time yeah 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 so our boy thuni is back we're happy he's back. We're going to be talking a lot about the state of esports. Talk about the Sunburst Invitational. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I, so this is coming out and being published well after the fact of the Sunburst Invitational. Yeah, that's fine. Just so uh, we're we're here for transparency at all times. So we're recording this on September twenty eighth. You guys are not actually seeing this until right after. Uh, what is it? The thirteenth, I think, is the day I'm I'm thinking of of October. We do this That's a solid it's fine. turnaround. The tenth, the tenth. I usually That's a record, solid turnaround. Go I usually the record these. The 10th. I record these and pop them out the next week. So this yeah, this is for one, you, of the, man. one of the rare times we're holding an episode because I have a wedding to go to. But oh, there you go. We're not going to be talking about anything like current events in MLB the show in this episode. But that's okay. You guys will still enjoy it. The the Sunburst Invitational is such a cool topic to talk about for a lot of reasons. It was a historic event. Yeah, it was. For a lot of reasons. And one of the voices was Mr. Thuni. So I want you to, in as short or as long as you'd like to talk about, give people, first of all, the behind the scenes of how all of that was working. Because I'm sure there was stuff was, that we have no idea that even happened. Well, I, I was exposed to things I was never, I've never seen before. I <laughs> Like, uh, the the day before the tournament, we had the, tan- the, the Rays and the Yankees played. And we had to film uh, a, a little promotion bit they ended up using in, uh, I believe, the start of their four-minute like YouTube video on it. Mm-hmm. They used it in some other things as well. But you you sat down, you, you like walked in this room, and you sat down, and there was this light blasting. You were sitting in your chair, like kind of like the real like real show, a setup. real media, a media studio. Yeah, 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 real media studio. And that was the first time I'd ever sat in anything like that. And that light that was blasting you was so bright that you legitimately couldn't see any other mm-hmm. thing behind that light. Like I could barely make out like bodies. Like I could barely, <laughs> barely make out stuff. So it was like, be, like sitting there and then them hitting play is just like, Oh my God, what is going on? So yeah. it like, I, I, I took a lot of pictures and I have a crazy 
story, crazy story of a Gronk jersey that I got when I was down there. But it, it just was, it was my first time that I'd gone on a trip alone like that and on a work trip like that. And it was the most amount of fun that I've ever had in my life. It was like, it was incredible. So I, I man, it, it was like, I, I could talk about it for hours. It was amazing. Now, did you, I know you got to go on the field, right? I think I saw pictures. Yeah, we got, uh, or uh, we got, uh, uh, passes to go on the field. The, the game was the third game. So it was getaway day. So mm-hmm. they say typically on getaway day, guys don't take BP. So there was a couple people on the field running, uh, grounders and stuff. And, uh, I, I believe it was Oswald Peraza. I believe if, if I'm not a hundred percent, uh, sure. But uh, he was one of the guys that was walking around. There was a lot of Yankee fans in the pit, understandable. You know, Yankees mm-hmm. raised. I mean, they travel everywhere. But he walks up to these guys, and he's just the kindest. Like, man, I saw that dude, and I was like, I hate the Yankees, but I'll root <laughs> for that dude in particular for the rest of his career. Because I just a phenomenal head on your shoulder. And, and then the one thing I love about, like, baseball, because I recently, like, I, I grew up with like no money. So now that I have some, I like buying some like fancy stuff, or whatever. Hey, you, you. I love, see- yeah, I, I love seeing like, like you with your Power Ranger stuff. You know what I mean? But Adult I love, yeah, I love seeing the, the baseball players like seven chains, like just like thousands of dollars around their neck. Like, dude, I, you imagine what like some of those like top tier, like Byron Buxton wears uh, a like black steel diamond looking necklace mm-hmm. and i every time i see it i'm like that's gotta be like four grand Dude, the, like the chain that i saw jamar chase wearing during last weekend's game this would be week three's game he probably wears it every week i was like that yeah. costs more than my life well you know what's wild is like where like different sports it makes sense to wear jewelry or it makes sense to not wear jewelry mm-hmm. I, football's wild because you're gonna get grabbed there yeah. like they so, don't care so, <laughs> yeah, so that means that you're so rich that you're just like, I'm going to wear, you know, my jewelry if it snaps, it snaps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So was that your first ever time going on to an MLB field? No. Um, okay. I, um, in, in Cub Scouts growing up in uh, Minneapolis, we had a bit where you'd go to the Twins game. And then after the Twins game was over, they'd set up inflatables. They'd set oh, up cool. fun little activities. And you would play on the Metrodome field until you were tuckered out. And then the best part of it, you slept on the turf. You oh, didn't wow. go home. Yeah, so you set That's up. That's super cool. Yeah, so you, let up, you set up a little campsite with you, like me and my dad. I think my brother was there, but if I remember right, it was me and my dad. But uh, yeah, and then you wake up. And you kind of are like, oh, my God, I'm still here. <laughs> like, I'm still in the metronome. What yeah. in the world? So that was my first time. But this is my first time as an adult, like, getting access like that. So I was going to say, because I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember at my old job, a lot of you guys who were longtime listeners and, and followers of the stream, you guys know I used to do a little bit of Yankees and Mets coverage for work. And the first time I walked out of the tunnel, I grew up a Yankee fan. My dream forever was to cover the Yankees. At 23 years old, I got to cover a Yankee game. I walk out the tunnel and I walk out the dugout steps onto the field, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" You just is, crapped your pants. This you is know the I mean? coolest yeah. effing thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, so cool. That Metrodome thing, though, that is quite a concept. <laughs> they, they only could have done that because that turf was infallible. They could not and, break that turf. And they only <laughs> could have done that because it was like indoors. I don't yeah. think as many families would have been happy like 
if it was outdoors, like bugs and birds, some people don't mm-hmm. like, or if there was a storm, you imagine sleeping in target field and then boom, rain at yes. like three in the morning. <laughs> so for people who, uh, we probably should have said this first, but it's okay. Nobody cares. Uh, the sunburst invitational was a MLB, the show tournament hosted by the Tampa Bay, formerly devil rays. Uh, it was at full sale, right? Which oh. is pretty close to the stadium kind of. Oh, uh, Full Sail University is in Orlando, Florida, and I didn't know when we went out there because like I, I was so like I, I got to tell you, dude, like I was like programmed like the last week and a half leading up to it. Like all I thought about every day was that the <laughs> tournament. So I didn't realize that like we were staying in St. Pete and then we we're driving to Orlando, which is like two hours away. Oh, it was two hours. I thought it was closer yeah. than that. Okay. No. So the the first night we were there, um, we stayed in St. Pete, and then uh and. it was St. Pete's incredible. I had such a fun time down there. Uh, But then like the next day I had no concept of how long it really took, but yeah, it was like (laughs) a two hour drive to Orlando. I was doing my fantasy draft in the drive to Orlando. Um, And then it was at full sale university over there. Yeah. So it was, it ended up the finals between Zazie and Baco was the first ever land. Yep. Yeah. And for people who don't know, that certainly eliminates a lot of connection issues. Um, I thought the tournament was incredibly unique for the fact that it even existed was incredibly yeah. unique, but the fact that you had to use the live series Tampa roster, I yeah. thought got a little repetitive, but also very, very interesting because some of those cards are hard to use. Yeah. Well, I, one of the things that I think about with it was it created stories for us. Like a guy might've sucked in the first qualifier, like Jose Siri, for example, um, because of the live rosters, you know, his, his stats were adapting throughout the Mm -hmm. year and I still thought he had like decent power at the start but as the year went on I think he ended around like 86 power oh he's got so yes so he so he hit so many home runs and he's so fast five tool player and everything but it created so many stories but like the thing I have to really like give and, and and I said it on the broadcast and I'll continue to say it uh, about anything with the Tampa Bay Rays that they made a fan out of me for life. I mean, they're like the greatest people that I've ever worked with by a quarter mile. <laughs> I, I I couldn't like the nicest people and the most productive and like understanding people that I've ever worked with was the Tampa Bay Rays. And it was, it was super cool, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So we're in Orlando for that. When you're s- sitting there broadcasting the games, even when you were, announcing and, and broadcasting games from home and, and watching these people compete for years. You've been watching people and, and broadcasting and providing analysis. Yeah. All of this is on legend. And like you and I can both make world series and play legend. Like a little, like I don't want yeah. to play legend, but these guys are nuts. Is, does yeah. it blow you away how good they are? Yeah. I, I, I brought it up uh, leading into the first game. I kind of like looked at Scuffy and I was like, you imagine having to sit over there and play right yeah. now. Like, I was nervous just for the whole experience as the, like one of the broadcasters for it, but I, I couldn't like, I'm trying to play Madden right now. And I'm trying, cause I think I'm decent at Madden. I think we're going to run. Maybe we won't. People can point and laugh or whatever, but like you, you see those like live in-person events they have and you see the guys sitting right next to him on the couch and like John with them and everything. Mm-hmm. And then now you get to see it with MLB the show. I mean, granted our two guys were the most respectful people ever. Like they even went in and said, you know, no, we're going to play good, clean baseball. And we're going to be like 
kind to each other and we're going to be good. So it was cool to have like that perspective, but yeah, no, the whole setup and I couldn't imagine like, I, yeah, I barely play legend as it is right now, but I couldn't imagine having to do that in person with people behind you, yeah. like shouting and smoke machines when you hit home runs. Dude. <laughs> that was, like, the, the home run sellies were crazy. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. That was like one of the major selling points when we were, in the pro, uh, I wasn't involved in the process. Tampa Bay was involved in setting up the stage and stuff and full sail. But when when the year or the the months would go on, because I like I've known about this whole thing for like such a long time, so it was mm-hmm. tough for me to be patient and finally have this moment happen. But yeah, like the production level and everything behind it, it like the that was a huge selling point i saw that like months ago was like just in a text like hey look what happens when a home run gets hit i'm like whoa (laughs) like we got a smoke machine it's cool so you and i are both semi used to being on camera um self-inflicted we do it to ourselves of course yeah but was it different being on like a it was completely set. different. Like, it was I don't know if you had different. to read off a teleprompter, but there are a couple no. times I've had to do that, and that is an impossible task to do. Yeah, it, it, it's a completely different task, and I think I still – like the weirdest moment I've ever had in my life happened leading up to this broadcast, you know, because you, you sat down and you had a run-of-show meeting. You went through what does the day look like, and it was in 15-minute increments. I mean, mm-hmm. it was – what does your day look like yeah literally like like they set up the calendar like we were babies and they needed (laughs) to like this is where you go here this is what you talk about here like it was cool to have that level of structure because then i could just focus on you know doing my thing but um the the weirdest thing that happened was i was we sat on the stage and i kept looking at my watch was okay we have about an hour and a half till it starts and then we started rehearsing and I was kind of just talking. And then they said in my ear, they're like, no, act like this is the thing. And then I thought about it and I was like, when I broadcast and you like with broadcasting or whatever, like, you know, that you have to like tap into a different brain. Like mm-hmm. you have your like casual relaxing brain, but then if you're going into broadcasting, you have to click into that. And you I have always to get- called it. I always called it like my sit up straight. Like, yeah, this is yeah. Like, you can talk almost the same way, but you got to just like elevate your, your posture a little bit, you know, elevate your posture, make you look professional, deepen your voice. And here comes mm-hmm. the da, 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 da. like, like, you know, like how to, how to carry that. So I, I know how to tap into that when, I start broadcasting, but to tap into it for rehearsing, it was the weirdest. Mm-hmm. Mo- I, I've never felt that awkward in my entire life. Pretending something's happening just so I know what it looks like when the actual thing happens. But yeah, it was incredible. The hardest thing that I had to get used to, cause I, I was radio trained in college was having the producer talk to you in your ear. Oh, I love it. I love I like that. it. And the good producers will kind of hit you when you're not speaking. So you don't yeah. stutter over your words, but sometimes yeah. they'll talk while you're talking and you're like, Oh, I was having so much fun. I was calling the guy red leader the whole time. Like I was in star Wars. <laughs> I was like red leader. Like, <laughs> dude, it was so fun. It's cool. So yeah, I'm so happy. That was such a huge success. And of course, now we have to talk about the other side of the coin where it was a tournament that was a huge success with incredible players and incredible broadcasters that was not even acknowledged day of by SDS. And I'm sure there were reasons why, whether you think it's a good reason or not. And when I say you, I mean the larger you, the audience, yeah. whether you think that's a good reason or not, that's your prerogative. But, you know, you were for years 
essentially the voice of these tournaments for for SDS and MLB The Show. And there was a situation that was, I think, unfortunate probably on all sides. So I just, I want to let you address it however you'd like to address it. Because people want to know. I... I, I completely understand the decision because I acted like a child, but I felt like I deserve to act like that. Like I had sat through tournament and, and it's one of the, the toughest things when you're casting a tournament. And thankfully, like that's what I mentioned multiple times was like this year's game, the gameplay's I think finally a big step up yeah. freeze offs have dropped off considerably. But when there was times where I was casting tournaments and those freeze offs happen, it's really hard to just be like, Oh, you know, and, and it's not, cause I know every game has issues, but like when you looked at the last couple years, not last couple, three, four years of, of esports for MLB, the show, there's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of struggling and I, I just thought that I had to talk about it because I worked every single tournament. Like I, that's one of the, the big things that helped me get going streaming was I would watch these qualifiers and be like, nobody's covering these games that are going on. It's very odd. So then I started doing it and, and I have a great, I had a great relationship with them and I still have a great relationship with a lot of people over there. I just, um, I, I, I didn't think it was right to have been sold legitimately a bill of goods. I mean, to be told that you're getting a gold plated castle and everybody's super excited about how amazing this thing is going to be to work and have it not only not work, but I mean, utter catastrophe. I mean, the first qualifier was MLB teams, live series teams. So then, you know, you see that and you're like, okay, wow, what is that? We're going to move on. But then it kept happening. And then, you know, I looked at how long I'd been broadcasting MLB The Show Esports. And I wanted to, in the most adult way possible, express my concerns and my frustration. That's what I did. And I also um, messaged uh, MLB The Show on Twitter um, after the Tampa tournament was done. And I basically said, you know, like I acknowledge that I have been rude. If you acknowledge that you've also had a really, really, I mean, a very bad face from the general public on esports. I mean, there's just no other way around it. If we both acknowledge that and both move forward, great things could happen. And who's to say that doesn't happen, but I mean, that's pretty much where it's at. And, and one of my, comments that I made that I still really stand by is that and one of the reasons I one of the main reasons that I that I was angry because I I've been like I told you all the stuff that I worked with before and mm -hmm. had to just kind of be like oh no like here's this again another freeze off hooray like like I, I didn't have to do that anymore the gameplay was good I I was very angry at it being PlayStation exclusive. I think like, that stinks. I, you I, it's are, Sony. I get you it. But are, that stinks. You are alienating half of your player base mm -hmm. that just recently got excited the game was on Xbox. The second thing, it, it, it's just like I, I had a thought a second ago. Darn it. Where did uh, I was thinking about PlayStation? It, maybe it'll come back to me. But, but ultimately, like 
there were logistical oh, okay the playstation issue so it's playstation tournaments only you had to have a ps5 to play in the tournament i know several people that went out of their way to purchase a ps5 specifically so they could play in these tournaments mm -hmm. and it did not work the whole year so I was arguing that it's justifiable that those people with that specific concern could raise that. And I like, I think rightfully trying to get your money back or something like if you bought it to play in this tournament, and it's not working. That's not fair to the consumer. I know several people that bought PS fives specifically for this, that were on Xbox. Mm -hmm. So when you do that to the consumer, I, I don't know how you're not allowed to express frustration in that. But I, I think it, it's just, I don't know. It, it was it was a tough sell making it PlayStation exclusive, but of course it's a Sony it, it makes title. Sense. And yeah, it makes I, sense. I, I'm not defending that or against that. I mean, that's just the fact of what it is. But yes, it alienates, let's just say 50% of the player base, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. It, but it, it, I mean, it might be a, a little chunk. bit more. It, it might chunk. be a little bit more considering it's on, or on it was Pass. on Game Pass last year. Is it on Game Pass this year? Uh, I, don't, I don't play. I, 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 don't I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, I I just I understand how you see that, and then you see Madden has PC, Xbox, and PS5 competing in their tournaments. I I don't understand, like, you shouldn't be under fire for being upset about that. That you're because I casted these tournaments and. You know, I, I casted so many games of like guys that never made it anywhere from the qualifier round. So if you think about it with that perspective, like there's so many people that might have wanted to compete this year on Xbox that wouldn't have been able to. And yes. I just didn't think that was fair. So and ironically, I told you guys who are listening, we were recording. We are recording this, excuse me, on September 28th. We're recording this while a championship series tournament is going on right now. I Again, don't even I don't even know if I could have entered that if it's also invitational. I have no idea. But it started I, 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 at like I, I 1 don't PM on a Thursday. I, I don't fault them for for what is what the setup is here. Like this is clearly like we just gotta finish this off because it's been a disaster this year. I have no fault in how they're running it. Um and there's great people behind it. You know, the great Robert Flores. I saw a uh, C Brev was on earlier. Yeah, I'm not Seabrev for casting. Yeah. Uh, oh, C Brev is casting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, and, and that's a phenomenal player perspective to have because or at least he's all, doing, he's doing play by play. I don't know okay, if you call that. He's, well, he's yeah. commentating. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, having Seabrev on the call is such a fantastic thing mm -hmm. because the community all collectively knows like, dude, Brev is, Oh, Seabrev like, says it. Dude, dude, yeah. dude, when you talk about MLB, the show, like the hierarchy, I mean, Seabrev is near the top. Like everybody knows who he is. Everybody respects who he is. And he's, very well spoken mm -hmm. so you couple all that together and that's a fantastic caster right there and then you got robert flores which is great was, he's amazing so yeah uh, i hope we both hope we all hope that esports improves from here i hope kind of this is kind of like september call-ups with their tournaments like you hope by the end of the season someone kind of figures yeah. it out and they get some momentum going into i think next they year. will i, I hope I, so i i think the the recent people uh, that I spoke to before <clears throat> got axed uh, all seem very passionate. All seem, you know, very energetic and ready to go. I like, that's the whole thing is that I don't doubt that there's great people working behind this. Cause I've talked to them. If I didn't think they were great people, I wouldn't call them that. 
And I had so many fantastic conversations, but the, like the one, and, and I think the, the perspective that needs to be had from SDS side is for a time, Leah Jackson was running esports mm-hmm. and um, was, I mean, I got to tell you, one of my favorite people I've ever worked for was uh, very eloquently spoken, laid things out very, very well, was directive and stood her ground. If something that she heard, she didn't like, and then she would, rebuttal you in a very respectful tone Mm -hmm. and respectful way and then the first time that happened i was like okay yeah i i trust whatever she says like you like that's just when you find out like going through life if you meet someone and you say okay they do have a backbone like that's a cool person that i can like trust and talk to that was leah and during the tournaments she was in my chat the whole time Mm -hmm. updating me the whole time and then when the tournament was over and I would go back because I'm like on a notebook writing. Okay, I got to get that clip. I got to get that clip. I got to get that clip. I, I'll never forget how, how happy I felt after the first game. There were labeled clips of everything. Player names, what happened by Leah Jackson, by Leah Jackson, by Leah Jackson. And I saw that level of support and I was like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. And then she left in. And, and then I'll go back to SDS there in a second. But I, I go to Tampa. It's the same thing. Yuki, I, it might've been him most of the time. Might've been somebody else went through and labeled every single clip said, this is specifically what happened. Tampa Bay gave the greatest level of support that I've ever been given from any job anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the people at full sale in Tampa, I told them like, I will on a whim fly over if you need <laughs> me, like they've won me over for my yeah. life. So that there's that. So Tampa and Leah Jackson did that. My biggest frustration I had was that this year I didn't have that. And the year before I didn't have that. And it's the flagship company making the game. So as long as like that perspective can be had on, this is how it's treated this way. This is how it's treated this way. I think it's right that frustrations are for how it's treated this way, you know? And this is good. Everyone bias alert because I'm a baseball person, but MLB, the show and its player base deserve to have more than competent esports because in my opinion, my biased opinion, it is so gosh dang hard to be good. That good at MLB, the show and, and Madden, all, like competitive yeah. Madden. You have to have the knowledge of schemes and defenses, but I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like there, there is a lot less trigger input and there's a lot less like thinking on, like you have you to have react to be, in MLB to show. You, you have, have to be, have the, like, the fastest hand-eye coordination yes, of any human being at. out there. Like, yeah. It, it's all out of sports games. It might be the hardest to be this good at like and, Call of Duty has similar type of things. Yeah. Halo maybe, but like this is different. But what you're saying should equate a sig- something I've been advocating for, for a long time a significant increase in prize pool. I mean, what in the Sam Hill are we doing? (laughs) Like Madden just posted that they're having $1.7 million in a prize pool this year. I'm not sitting here telling you that MLB should on a whim go to $1.7 million, Mm -hmm. but you need to incentivize the players and you need to win them over because of what they've gone through the last three or four years. 
I mean, like the price pool has been going up for MLB, but I think at minimum, it, you should be looking at the the collective year total being around four or five hundred k. You yeah. should, if you're a major league baseball game backed by major league baseball and Sony and run, and run by Sony San Diego <laughs> Studios, who is backed by Sony. The fact that you don't have a higher prize pool is absolutely mind-boggling. Like, how are you going to incentivize people to play in these tournaments if you're not? That's that's another thing that I've been trying to argue for is a bigger prize pool. But yeah, what did uh, it's comparing apples to oranges because the Rays did this on their own volition? But what was the Rays prize pool? The <clears throat> well, okay, so this is what I said: the Rays prize pool is ten thousand dollars. This and they, the but they put that together on happened. their own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. $10,000 prize pool. And you get flown out to yeah. a different state to play in an in-person tournament. And this is the thing that I, one of the really th big things that I'm like, I'll, I'll fly to Tampa whenever they need me. They didn't just fly us out for the tournament. They brought us to a raise in Yankees game and gave us field access they treated us like we were yeah. gods. Obviously, like not that we were, but that like every door was open for you. Do you need a water? Can I get you anything? Like that kind of hospitality. They treat you like talent. Was was yeah. was given twenty four seven. I mean, the the run of the day each time. Like we went to a fantastic coffee spot uh, to game plan for the tournament before the raising Yankees game. And I got this coffee that they put a shot of bourbon in it. Ooh. They they poured the black coffee and then they dumped ice cream on top of it. And oh. they said, here you go. This man was getting bougie out. In and, 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 and when I got that in my hand, I was like, man, we're doing okay. Like that, <laughs> like that's how Tampa treated us. It was amazing. What was it like working with, <sighs> the legendary Mr. Scuffy because he was oh, the first ever guest of the show, the podcast, the first ever guest. I had like two Twitter followers and he was like, yeah, oh, come on. He's well, the man, the, the thing that I'm so grateful for in Scuffy is that I am nowhere near as seasoned in the community as he is. So to have someone of that pedigree to work with and have that knowledge of, and to, to be as compassionate and kind as he is too, because uh, uh, like, I remember leading up to the tournament, I, I was up until two, three in the morning, the day before writing notes, just going as fast as I could trying to nail every single edge. If I, so I was trying to think of everything yeah. and Scuffy thought of something I didn't think about. And when I heard him say it, I was like, that is someone that should be casting this tournament. He said that he wanted to like lead it off by acknowledging the people that have gotten us to this point. The, the, mm -hmm. like the, the rebels, the, the sea brevs, the, um, I, I, Scuffy's not here. So he's going to be upset that I'm forgetting all the old heads names, but like he brought up all those names. And then it's just like, that's someone who clearly cares about this game. Yes. That he came in and his homework. One of his main homeworks was that he wanted to acknowledge those from the past that got us to where we are. And I think that's, exactly why the Rays reached out to them because they said that's a man of character you know what I mean so he's yeah. he's a great dude I could and I mean people like Rebel are competing in this tournament today that's going on but like yeah. imagine if 
Rebel and players of his, I hate calling it generation because they're not yeah. old people, but like yeah. people of that generation had well, this well, level talking, of commitment. Like esports to e-sport. is a little different. Yeah, it like is. esports, you you kind of talk in like four to five year windows. Yeah, it feels like because you don't. There's not a lot of esports dudes that are doing it for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are three, four, five years and they piece usually. But yeah. now, so the other thing I want to talk about about the sunburst, I want to shout out whoever the Twitch mod was because I don't know if you guys could see the chat, but it w- uh, if you listen to this podcast and you are in that chat being a fool, please stop listening to this podcast because yeah. you are not the people we want in this community. Well, that's that's the one thing about the MLB communities. I just don't understand why the chat is so toxic. I, I think I, it's, I, I, and this is me again, speaking out of my ass. Cause I'm not really part of the com- competitive community, but I feel yeah. like ultra competitive communities just get toxic and I don't know. Yeah. Why. Well, so I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I, I've, I've been working as a, a teacher for three years. Um, Kids today, you know, they they cuss a lot more than I used to cuss when I was their age. Um, you know, the other thing I'll tell you, and, and this is something we're trying to battle in education, is that like I think about this a lot. Like, how much has it affected kids growing up that they've had TikTok in their hand mm-hmm. from four years old? Like, how has it affected kids to be exposed to the entire world? really really early when you don't understand who you are yet like uh uh, you're how old i'm 30 almost 31 31 and and you feel like you you're in the final model of your brain like you finally are like you're ready to go what's wild is that these kids we're talking about of whatever age let's say like 12 to 16 they know more about the world than i do because of how long they've had the internet yeah and, and, and this and, sounds and, like old men yelling at clouds no, 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 but no, but, reality. But, but but if you're looking from a, a pure psychology or like mental analysis standpoint that has to play into how kids today act because yeah. they've been exposed like i didn't get my first phone until 17 and it was one of those like the slide phone mm-hmm. where you like if your thumb if you ate too much taco bell you're hitting four buttons every yeah. time <laughs> you you try and type like that's what I had. And then like, I remember like I grew up reading the newspaper and then that's just like it, the news and like media and how the world has evolved in such a quick period of time. Like you, you think about baseball too. Like I remember growing up, if a dude was throwing 91 miles an hour as his fastball level point as a starter, that guy's a stud. Like look at, Look at him. He's throwing over 89. Mm-hmm. Now every starter's throwing 94. Like everything's evolving so fast. It's crazy. And the thing, like, this is not a reflection of Baco or Zazzy, but each of them had their fervent supporters in the chat. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, go Baco, go Zazzy. It was like, fuck you, Baco. Zazzy suck. Like it was not even nice. Like, let's, yeah. we can prop each other up without beating other people down. I think well, people need to learn that. Well, well, I think it's, it, it's a human thing. And it happened to me recently because I I've gone through a lot of, you know, really frustrating and like difficult things to like process. And, you know, for a long time, as any human should, your reaction to that, stress and that frustration is to meet it with like anger Mm -hmm. and hate and be upset that's a natural human thing that all those guys are feeling is that if they're being toxic in that chat 
that's just where their brain is at, and that's how they want to act at that time. But at some point when you grow up as a man and you kind of realize, like, I want to choose to be good, and I want to choose to do good things. I want to choose to be a, a positive person out there. They just haven't gotten to that mental spot mm-hmm. yet. So I think that's like that chat's going to continue. But maybe, you know, you keep having these conversations. People hear it. Maybe people change, and who knows? But, yeah. I think so much of it's probably just attention seeking too. Oh yeah, it's hundred percent attention seeking behavior. As a as a preteen or teen, adolescent, whatever, young adult, that is the nature of it, and I understand that. Yeah. But again, we could just be nice about it. We yeah. we can seek attention in other ways. Well, it, it's like I have students that uh, I found out about my stream, and the first thing they try and comment is like "f you, teacher," because like, how cool would it be to type in a chat to yeah. your teacher and say "f you," you know? So you have those students, but then I have one of my students from when I was student teaching um, that she'll pop up every feels like every four or five months or whatever for like two minutes on a Sunday (laughs) and just check in with like how school is going and everything. She was one of my like star students. Like she did everything in flying colors every time. So I was always really nice to her because like you're grateful for a student who gives you the best. And so you have like those two, yeah perspectives and they're both young kids you just hope more young kids act like my former student you know so you guys didn't see the chat live right because you no. it's not like you were taking questions that would have been such a distraction so how no, did you I, find out afterwards that it was it was crazy well i i had my i i'll tell you the dumbest thing i ever did i had my phone on my desk facing up so not with the cover facing up through the first game and I was overstimulated because that thing was blowing a up lot going on and yeah. I was casting and I was like, I got to turn that down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we heard the chat was bad. Like somebody made a fleeting comment around game two, like just kind of funny, but dude, we were so focused on what we were doing. Just like locked. yeah, we like you saw it in everybody when it was done, like everybody was happily exhausted. Everyone was smiling, but they were also keeled over, sitting (laughs) down, or exhausted. Like, everybody there dumped their heart and soul into it. And I think, ultimately, that's one of the things I talk about at school is, like, junk behavior. Like, that chat doesn't matter. Everybody who is here for that tournament matters. Like, they're just dumb kids. You know what I mean? Like, we're here casting the first tournament. I don't care if little Timmy is upset with (laughs) something I said. You know what I mean? All those Timmys. Yeah. So, shout out. First of all, to Baco for making it as far as he did. And even losing the last two games of that three-game set, he played his ass off. But And he was super – like, I, I couldn't imagine keeping a level head after losing. Like, I yeah. – and he it kept a level head. He was great. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. But for you, because you were there watching intently every pitch, Zazzy in game one didn't look like Zazzy. And then it's like flip the switch, woke up. What was that like to watch him just completely shift? Well, it, it was something that I talked about in the pre-show, I, and I kind of acknowledged, like, you're not going to see the true character of these guys until somebody hits a big home run or somebody makes a big error or is doing well pitching. Like, there needed to be something to happen to let them tap into that element because mm-hmm. I had to imagine it was an incredibly overwhelming feeling to be, be playing – to playing MLB the show for the first time in person and you're not playing MLB the show like just boring in person you're playing on like a makeshift you're you're sitting on top of a makeshift baseball field on a platform you're sitting in a chair directly across the dude you're playing and every time 
the other dude hits a home run, a smoke machine goes off, like double middle fingers. <laughs> and they've to got you. those thunder sticks. They're yeah, going then, nuts. And, and, and then for the theatrical value, we talked about like, don't skip the home runs. Mm-hmm. So then you had to sit there and watch Jose series. Yeah. Perfect. again. Oh, and, and not to mention <laughs> they were able to hear you and scuffy too. Yeah, and, 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 and we got after him a little bit. Like, we had some fun with it. Yeah, so. They could hear this asshole, and Zazzy's like, yeah, Thune, I know. It was a bad pitch. Like, they can yeah, hear everything yeah, you guys are saying. I, I can't remember the exact interaction, <laughs> but at some point in, like, game two, Zazzy stood up and, like, shouted something to me jokingly, and I was like, oh, we're having a good time. <laughs> I'm glad everyone – a very serious scenario. There's money on the line. It's uber competitive, but I'm glad there was fun to be had. Yeah. There was fun. There was respect. There was, there was care in the project. It was just uh, like with Tampa and, and this is, I brought it up in the broadcast, but when I was first approached about this, the first meeting I had, it was like, we're going to use the Rays roster and play the trop. I told them, and this is, I think the best Testament to my relationship with SDS. I told them in that zoom meeting, I didn't say this, but I basically said, what the fuck are you thinking about? The Trump is five a players of the Trump. Yeah. Like, yeah. I basically said that to them. So you think about my relationship with SDS and how they handle comments, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the Tampa Bay Rays with love and care and respectfully, like Leah Jackson was, just kind of took my hand and said, respectfully, no, listen, hear us out. We know what we're doing. Yeah. And then... When you talk about a backbone, I was like, that's somebody who knows what they're doing. Cool, man. I'll back off and I'll do whatever we're believing in. And it produced like real baseball. It, it, we got bunting involved. We got uh, sacrifice uh, hits involved. We got sack flies. Like we got hit and runs. We got actual baseball plays. And then we got mm-hmm. actual baseball scores. It was like eight to three, seven to four, five to one. I, I liked everyone was using their benches and going to the bullpen and using you were the really entire roster. Yeah. It, like you had to have a game plan with every single player on the team. And then you had to be exposed to different things too. Like Zazzy had a game in his qualifiers where Zach Eflin got knocked out in the first two thirds of the first inning. So then I brought it up in the broadcast, like, this is a very good thing for Zazzy to go through because now he's going to know what it feels like to manage a bullpen game with his team, because that might happen when he go it, like if at the time, if he goes to Tampa, but it, it, it exposed, I think these players to a level of managing their team that they've probably never felt playing in a mm-hmm. tournament for this. Cause in diamond dynasty, it's pretty much set and forget who you get ex- except for like platoon guys. But yeah, that platoon dude's still going to get four at bats that game. Like you, you know who you're using. And like I, I'm as pro God squad card as they come. I think, I think fun 99s are fun, but yeah. yes, in a true comp setting, like you're talking about, it's nice to not just like have all 125 attributes across. The I, yeah. It, it, like it was nice to, it, it sounds weird to say this, but it was nice to see certain balls, not just be a home run every single time, because I think, one of the things I'm sure was in their vision was that when the home runs happened, they, they hit different because they weren't happening. Like there wasn't, there wasn't 20 home runs a game. There was three and they were all pivotal. It's like, Oh my gosh, a three run shot. 
How are you going to surmount three yeah, there runs? There were very few no touchy flukies. Like you had to barrel the ball. You you had you had to perfect a, a ball to center, and it would go to a prison sometimes. And Siri yeah. would catch it. Like not every hit was a guaranteed home run. Like the the thing that I observed the most was the only time you could get junk, not junk contact. You had to get like a 13, 14 PCI contacts mm-hmm. still, right? Maybe it's 12, but the only two zones that seemed to consistently allow like ship it type home runs was right center. And then down the left field line of the trop. Well, if that you hit it field line makes sense. If yeah. you hit it to those two areas, it seemed like the game made those auto home runs. If you hit it anywhere past or anywhere to the right, it was a fight. I mean, there were so many doubles down the right field line mm-hmm. that in other at laughing Mount would have been a 440 foot home run to right field. You know what I mean? And this, it a happy accident. It was a perfect confluence of like team willing to do this and a raise roster that isn't shit. And we had to dodge a significant <laughs> bullet in the near end of it with yes. the, you know, the yeah, you shall was, not be named thing. It was a no talk about situation. Well, I the, and this is the one I, I didn't want to say it to Tampa because like I am so grateful for it, but it caused me the most stress of anything was that telling my brain under no circumstance can you mistakenly mention a name that you just were talking about non-stop. Yes, like he for, does not exist <laughs> for the first basically two qualifiers like he was the guy that was getting five hits every game so i said his name all the time mm-hmm. so then you go to tampa and i was like i have to do whatever i can to eliminate those two words out of my brain and it was so hard i even but- wrote on my paper in big bold lines <laughs> i said remember voldemort and yeah. i like it's helpful that like their reserve shortstop was not a 63 overall piece of shit it was like yeah. a real player so like you're not like oh imagine if they still had him well i the and, and zazzy will attest to it my favorite player and moment that we had the whole run was francisco mejia was briefly on the mm-hmm. roster as a catcher this is a cool story and for some reason zazzy turned him into like Barry Bonds, dude. Yeah. Like he was this dude, man, he has got less than 41 power. And Zazzy was hitting four and 30 foot home runs with him in the trap. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You know what I mean? And then he got, did he get waived or designated for assignment? And I, so he, I, he, I he ends up he using, got, yeah, he, like Betancourt and Pinto in the championship. And game. then he gets hits with Pinto. So it's like, th- there was a storyline of like, here's Zazzy being phenomenal, with using the little that not the little that he has it's like sounds belittling like we're not making fun of the major leaguers but it's a video game our game's based on numbers so that's yes. what it is yeah but he was so good with the backup crappy rated <laughs> players and i think that that's a really big reason why he won because you had to be good with everybody because you didn't have like like like, like you'd have a certain guy come up, that'd be a home run hitter and then you wouldn't see that kind of potential for like three at bats you know what i mean so because this went so well, obviously not every state has a team. Yeah. But if you could regionally put together a 30 major league baseball teams, MLB the show tournament, and you can only enter the region you're in, and then you bring all 30 winners. Well, together, the NFL used to do that with Madden. Give it to me. Give yeah. it to me. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that we 
could slowly be approaching something because I, I obviously can't mention anything, but there's been more discussions from other people. I hope but so. I, I'm not saying like who the people are. I'm just, yeah. I've heard people talk about being optimistic about next year and things possibly happening. So, you know, if that's cool, if it happens, it's cool. If it doesn't happen, then man, this was the coolest little cool thing that ever happened. And we'll hope that SDS can do something, but you know, I, well, I hope MLB the show is involved in whatever these conversations become because it's their game. They should be involved in some way. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's a whole other, I'm not going to talk about that. I know, but I know, I know. <laughs> because we want yeah. you involved too. Very much so. Well, that's the thing is like, I, I sent a, a DM on Twitter and I was like fully acknowledging that I've been an a-hole on certain comments. And I also was like, if you acknowledge that the community has had, I mean, what a horrible time to be an esports player the last three, four years, if we're being quite honest, you know, I'm playing in a Madden tournament right now on, or I was on Battlefy. You had admin responded to you right away. You had people watching my stream so that they could go back without me asking and put the correct score into mm-hmm. Battlefy. So my point differential lined up. Like you see all these other entities and the level of care and support they have. It's like we gotta get up to that level. You know what I mean? Do you? I, I don't know if a lot of people remember this, and I don't know exactly when it was, but let's just say when we were youngins. Madden had a tournament show on ESPN. They had, yeah, this was they, like, they, 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 it was sports truck with Sean yes, Madden, and they played the championship game in Times Square. God, this remember was, that? This was esports before it was esports. Like this was just like you'd get two controllers, hook them up to the PlayStation Two, and play the game. Yeah, but like that happened twenty years ago. Let's yeah, do something man. cool like that now. Let's get an MLB the show bus. Let's go have fun. <laughs> Let's get coach out there. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I want the best for this community in everything. Yeah. Even prior to me forcing my way into speaking into a microphone in this community, I, I was part of this community by loving this game. And I think the thing that whether the game treats us well, treats us poorly, he's playing great, playing not, we all love baseball. We all love the game. We all want the best for it. And I think that's why we get vocal. And like you said, maybe you don't think you handled the situation perfectly appropriately, but you are passionate about it. And ultimately that should be the most important thing. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to answer your comment. I just, I just got this new watch. I bought a little early birthday present for myself. Very nice. I had to get this adjusted, dude. This thing is like all the way down (laughs) my arm, man. Holy cow. I'm going to be like that guy in the matrix with like 30 watches on his hand. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, the hope is that, um, you know, the hope is that people that bygones be bygones and move forward. And I think that, you know, there's so much potential because I, I mentioned it like because of the way you have to be quick hand eye coordination wise and because of how difficult the game is in a high level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it should be on a grand stage. It should have a high prize pool and it should be amazing. And you just have to hope and pray that other people feel that way and that those people are working on it, and then they can do it, and then we'll be good. Because there are, again, I know we all have things to say about, like, maybe some content shortcomings this year, or in the past, 
server stability and gameplay and like all valid concerns that we should voice respectfully but i think we forget sometimes that there are people at sds who come up with pretty cool ideas like super fracturing and little like little there are smart people there who can get stuff done no there there are and, and, and i will say this uh to my time working with SCS, I mean, there are some very tremendous people that work on that game and work in that studio and some very, very kind people and some like forward thinking people. And yeah, you mentioned, you know, unique ideas. I, I mean, it's, it's one of the coolest things I love about MLB the show is the paralleling system that you're rewarded in the video game for being a nerd and using a card a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're given statistical upgrades on it, which is cool. Because I mean, you you remember back in the day with prestiging, dude. When you had a specific mission that said hit forty home runs for me, mm-hmm. and the dude you're playing dashboards your home run. Oh, oh happened way too much. My God, yes, dude, that s drove me insane. <laughs> yes, paralleling leveled the playing field in that and that we're all fighting for the same things but in a fun way and i'm just using that example because i happen to be staring at my lineup screen right now it's the first thing that came to head but like there are people who have good ideas and i would just like us all to continue to make improvements like let's let's stop taking steps back let's all continue to push forward well well, i think it's like it's something that i tell my students a lot is that you know you can stand on your feet or you can start walking and, and, and like, you can stay where you are because it's working. And, and if you're having a tough time or if you're being weird or whatever, but you're being safe and you're, you know, being taken care of or whatever, you can keep your feet there. But if you want to start like really thinking and really doing, you can start walking and do that. Like, so, so you, like they can choose to look at the last three, four years and stay on their feet and try to kind of pivot and do whatever they can to make shift that mold or they could ball it up, throw in the trash and really start making some wild stuff happen. Yeah. And I it, hope they do. Overall, it seemed like a pivot year. I think pivot's a great word to use sets and seasons of pivot, the, the move away. And then back to battlefy was a pivot in the pivot. I think yeah. there's a lot of unrest because unfortunately some of their pivots did not hit the way they hoped. And it's all yeah. just compounded on itself. And you can say maybe that's SDS's fault. Maybe it's just unfortunate timing, unfortunate luck, whatever. But nothing is ever right the first time you try something. Yeah. And, so and, I am so hopeful that it all gets figured out. And, and that's one of the main reasons why I've been very vocal. Because I, like, I'm i a vocal, I'm a very vocal, passionate dude. Mm-hmm. I have been like punched in the face so much that I don't care anymore. So I just say what I think. And um, boy, I completely forgot what our point was. Sorry. We were talking about... uh. My students have been yelling at me all day. My uh, brain's well, fried. Well, I, I would say that I think that's why people gravitate towards your stream and your casts and just your personality is because they appreciate that you say what you're feeling. Well, I like you there's like a be, genuineness to it. Well, well, it's like you have to be an adult. Like you can't just say, like, "Oh, this bleeping sucks." Like that's not professional. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been through so many things in my life that. I am at a point now where I just like, I I feel like I've been there and done a lot of things so I can talk about things because I feel like I see stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm really passionate because I'm very grateful for it. I mean, I was flown out to Tampa 
to broadcast the first major league or MLB the show tournament in person ever. I mean, that's an opportunity that nobody except for the people that were involved will ever get to have. There's never going to be another first. Yeah. So I'm so energetic and passionate because I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've had. And I want to keep having those opportunities, you know? So with casting kind of circling back a little bit before we, before we come to a, a wrap here, is it possible for you to like look into doing that level of Madden casting? Cause I know you're very passionate about football I, and Madden. I, I was really, it, it's so wild, man, because I, I feel like, and, and you're older than I am, but the, the older you get, you start to, you know, kind of feel what your body needs. And when I came back from Tampa, I was in full go mode. Like I'm going to go talk to these agents. I'm going to go mm-hmm. try and put my name out there as much as I can. And then I like the third or fourth day back, I was like, dude, I need to chill out for a bit. Like mm-hmm. I don't like, I, I mean, I think I dumped about eight months of my life into that. Like yeah. I gave my heart and soul. to That, that. was a I, big project. I yeah. need time to shut the, to put the open sign down, put it on clothes. Like I've been taking time off from streaming mm-hmm. and it's felt so amazing. Like this weekend, usually on weekends, I, I press myself to go live, but I'm going to go for a nice walk. I'm going to go out to, you know, a coffee joint on Saturday, like just kick it a little bit. So yeah, it's like now that I've had that relaxing time, obviously I want to reach out to as many people as possible because I love broadcasting. I want to do it for the rest of the way. You know, this was, I can relate to that in my own way. This was the first week, not the week you're listening to this again, the week we're recording this that I did not put out Monday through Friday YouTube content since, like, early June. Yeah. And it it felt so nice to, like, not have to record and edit two more videos but, and not but, have to. But like, it, it just like, felt restful. But the toughest thing with that, and I think that just takes time, is being okay with that rest. Oh, I was not always, okay with it at yeah, first, let me see, tell you. See, but that's, that's the whole problem is that you have to get to a, a place in your head where you can tell yourself, like, it's okay that I'm sitting here watching Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's okay that I'm just relaxing. Like, yeah, we're so conditioned to work 24-7 and put out things 24-7. Like, you need to take time to just sit there's, down, there's such relax. a like yeah. The the mentality of a content creator, whether big, small, new, old, doesn't matter, is it should be examined because like I skip a Wednesday upload for the first time since yeah. May. And I'm like, oh my God, is my channel going to stop getting in the algorithm? Am I going to stop yeah. going? Like, are they going to think I'm I'm gone? What's going to happen here? It, yeah. It's, we're all like neurotic and weird. Yeah. And, and then you're streaming and you're staring at your viewer number the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down by seven. You're like, ah, okay. Welcome like, to the show. Like, I love yeah. starting out every stream. <laughs> like, hey, everybody. So glad you guys are here. There's like three people there. It's yeah. Like, you all know who you are. Yeah. Just, you know, they all just drunkenly rolled in. They're like, oh, here we go. Another yeah, exactly. stream. They're yeah. like, you're the only person streaming. MLB the show right now. Of course we're here. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it. All the work that we do is cool to just get a little bit of recognition from time to time, whether yeah, that's so from enjoy it. Yeah. fans or SDS or other games or Tampa Bay or whatever. I had one of my viewers buy me a, a beer in Seattle is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. His name is uh why should I work is his Twitch shout out. But uh, 
Yeah, uh, he, he. I think he texted like because I said I was going to Seattle. I think he texted like, "Hey, if you're there, you know, see." You. And anytime, because you get like thirty of those, you're mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I'm sure they're gonna do that." Like, yeah, okay. But we were at the MLB draft, and I was walking down to go get a beer, and he like walked up to me, and we talked, and he offered to buy me a beer. And it was super cool. That is cool. That's yeah. Cool. That's that's like community in the real world. Yeah, but that's like that, that's such a cool thing. Like I I've never talked to that dude in my life. Like he's watched my streams and stuff, but like that person thought highly of me to a point to seek me out of a crowd, talk to me and offered to buy me a beer. Like that's really cool. Yeah. You got to be doing something right if somebody's saying that. You know what I mean? Sometimes some people just like they appreciate the fact that you acknowledge them. Maybe they go through yeah. a whole day and you're the first person who said something nice to them as the, and you're a streamer. That's like, that's their whole world. Well, well, I mean, that's, that's my whole attitude. I always adopted as streaming was, you know, when you first start out and you're getting zero to five viewers and then you're going five to 10, you're up to 20 or whatever. There's a lot of things you have to learn to adapt with because the environment of your stream changes depending on how many people are in there. Yes, And yes. I always in the back of my mind was like at bare minimum, if I don't know what to say at that time, other people are talking to me. I can just read what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So I I had that attitude the whole way is that I don't care how many viewers or like how high the views are. Cause like I had days with drops and stuff where I was at like three, 4,000. I was still able to read like every single comment or at least most of the comments ignore the junk content or the comments at, at the times. But yeah, I think that's the, I every streamer should do that. Like there are so many forms of media out there to have a person choose to spend their quality leisure mm-hmm. time watching you yeah. play a video game. And it's not like you were hired to stream. You yeah. chose to do it yourself. You you chose to go live during that time. That yeah. person chose to join your stream. That's been my attitude the whole time. Like, thank you so much. Like, why are you here? I'm talk to we'll talk the whole time. <laughs> like, so that's always been the attitude I've had with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are going to wrap up with this last little question and answer back and forth here. The biggest Minnesota sports fan on earth, self-declared. I just called him that. I, I'm a pretty I, I'm I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a diehard, huge twins and Vikings fan. I'm a Fairweather Timberwolves fan, and I love love the Wild, but they're the only NHL thing I follow. I okay. don't know any other player on any team. I just follow the Wild. I listen to them on the radio all the time because we have K-Fan here. Mm-hmm. So K-Fan has great Wild radio shows. So every week I'll hear, oh, they're, they're doing well, or oh, they're struggling a little bit, but Twins and Vikings are my main two. So my my questions are, and you can choose to answer them whichever order you want. Number yeah. two, or number one, this episode is coming out October tenth. What will be the status of the Twins on the tenth? And then secondly, is who will be the Vikings quarterback in the second half of this season? Kirk Cousins or somebody else? Um, I'll answer the Kirk one right away. They should trade him to the Jets. They should bottom out for Caleb Williams because they've never done that in my lifetime, mm-hmm. and they're not going to do it. They're going to end up like eight, nine, maybe nine and eight when the division still somehow it's possible. I doubt it, but they might try their best to hold on to what they have, but they should trade cousins away, get some I, capital. Cause I wouldn't, 
the team is legitimately a dumpster fire. If like they we have somehow start zero and four. You have to move him. We have so many amazing players in our team and so many holes everywhere. I mean, yeah, I I just don't think it's worth it to keep going because you look at the Twins and they have depth everywhere they, do have a lot of depth. they have if if they are presented with a scenario they have a man for that scenario they it might not always be the best but they have like dude willie castro this year i was just gonna say incredible. his name they were able to withstand their 700 million dollar man carlos correa not having a good season and they're basically fine well, okay. That's a I, that's I a bigger different picture, I, but like I'm I, I'm always gonna go to bad for Correa because he I, has a he's lot a good of, player. Yeah. I don't I don't dislike him. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just like he's into a lot of double plays this year. I can't imagine it happens again next year. Boston's tough because mm-hmm. you know he's injured, but um October 10th. That will be that'd be the ALDS. They'd be after the wild card round. Yeah. I have been very vocal in this. And a lot of people are prepared to get freezing cold takes going. So I might as well do it on a podcast, but clip it. Yeah. I am a diehard Minnesota twins fan, but I also have a brain and I'm reasonable. The Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball by a mile. They're going to win the world series. It's a clear cut, absolute guarantee. Nobody will beat the Atlanta Braves this year. The American league is wide open. So in my mind, <laughs> I think the AL pennant is the World Series this year, and I think there's a world where the Twins could go to the ALCS. If you look at the other teams and you look at how the Twins have played against them, there's no reason to instantly bring up their past and have that just be a reason for them to not win. I think that yeah. they have the pitching. I think that they got Chris Paddock coming back from being gone for two years and he's throwing 99 now, which he never did. And they got Louis Varland who they converted from a starter to a reliever. Their bullpens a completely different look than it used to be. Brock Stewart's just come back from injury. Mm-hmm. He's throwing about a hundred. And then I, I think you couple that with a solid roster. It seems like Royce Lewis will be healthy um, for the wildcard round. I hope so. I think Correa is going to be healthy. I think they just iced him to yeah. end the season. Cause he's, you know, got that planter fasciitis. I can't remember exactly how to say it, but I think that was right. I think that they will be in the ALCS and that's my feelings. And if I'm wrong, people <laughs> can feel free to tweet me as much as they want to Pablo Lopez and Sonny gray when pitching as well as they're pitching as a yeah. one, two is right up there in the American. League. Yeah. The, the real problem is the significant regression of Joe Ryan. And mm-hmm. the, the whole thing behind it is like Bailey Ober. They mentioned the broadcast is successful because he's pitching from a larger angle. So his velocity is deceptive because it's coming in at a different angle. Joe Ryan was similar to that in that he had a unique arm slot and delivery. And I don't know if the league understands that now, or if he's not throwing from that slot, but he's been getting lit up. So I hope, uh, I would imagine your, your three starters in the playoffs as a three starter should be Kenta just because he, he has has better experience and he won't, he won't get shaky. Yeah. Um, but you're only, you only need four innings from your playoff starter. It of seems that like caliber. they're planning on Kenta being a bullpen guy, okay. but I really 
think that they love Bailey Ober. I think that they love the like giant mountain goat kind of man that he is. <laughs> and he's a weird, like on a cold night in October, like that might be a good guy to have just a big ox on the mound. You know what I mean? So they like Bailey Ober, Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez are obviously the horses. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Listen, I have to get one Yankees jab in. The fact yeah. that the Yankees are not in the postseason to eliminate you is already a plus. So you're already shooting up. We'll see. <laughs> like, I'm weird in that I want to play the Yankees in the playoffs. I know, because you want, you I want, want that to finally yes, happen. Like, I, I can't, dude, I can't stand the fans that are like, I hope we don't see them. What do you mean? You're the playoffs. Yeah. Everybody's going for everybody's Go throat. beat their brains in. Dude, everybody's yeah. tuned up. It's the playoffs. What yeah. do you mean you don't want to face somebody? Everybody's it's good. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, guys listening on October 10th, it's either go twins or, ah, twins, you almost had it. Boy, so we'll how see. cool am I going to look if I'm right <laughs> here, you know? <laughs> or or how or, stupid will this yeah. last 10 minutes have been? But, you know, either way, it's, it's yeah. content. Um, well, so yeah, yeah, no, go, go for it. No, I, I was just the last thing I was to say was, um, they've never played on my birthday in my entire life. And I've been so sad about that. My birthday's on October 8th this year. Well, it's uh, October 8th every year, but <laughs> based on the schedule that Bob Nightingale tweeted out, if take it with a grain of salt, then with a grain of salt, <laughs> it looks like October 8th would be game one of the ALDS. And if I finally get Ooh. that for my birthday, I I think that I could check a lot of boxes off. It sounds would dumb. they be able to? Would they be? They don't host it. No, they'd be right? on the road. Okay, so I would watch it from my home or whatever, or go to a bar or be with buddies or whatever. But yeah. it sounds dumb that that's like something that I want. But I've been wanting that since I was a kid. Your baseball team playing on your birthday in the playoffs would be pretty cool. How can you not be romantic about baseball? There you go. Um. All right, so Thuny, where can everybody find you, follow you, subscribe to you, give you money? Where can they get all this stuff? <laughs> I, I would tell them to go to my YouTube, but I rarely post over there. Maybe we'll get to posting soon again. I don't know, but mostly on Twitch, uh, Thuny with four U's is content four is for you. One of my mods said that. I was like, that's a phenomenal idea, that's mod. A, that's a marketing manager. This right content there. is for you. Come on, dude. Yeah, that's great. Well, I have a I I, I have a hat coming out soon. Ooh. that's gonna have gonna go be, buy the merch it's gonna be cool got a lot of fun stuff playing with show zone but um yeah it, it's uh thuny on twitch um thuny on twitter it's thuny everywhere on instagram uh tiktok youtube whatever but yeah uh i appreciate you having me on man this is great anytime you can come on let's not do two years in between appearances again let's Sounds get good. you on again soon yeah, And uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Sometimes it's nice just to talk about like stuff that's not necessarily on the field in the game, just to kind of yeah. spitball a little bit. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys don't get mad at me for maybe skipping another week of content at some point to take a break, <laughs> but I love you guys. I love you guys for listening. Love you guys for subscribing and I will uh, I'll catch you next time.